Blog Talk Radio. Okay, praise God. And welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio. We have Chaplain John Durden back from his sabbatical. He'll be in the room, and after we get through teaching, he's going to share his comments on what he learned about the sermon tonight on sufferings as Christians we must suffer. Uh, a subject that is really not popular in the Christian movement, but it's very, very, very important. I want to thank every last one of you for listening to us here at www.livedeliverance.com. We are coming from you at www.livedeliverance.com. We're also coming from you from our blog talk radio station. You can call in right now, air code 646 Three seven eight one eight five seven. Hit option number one. We have Chaplain Durden is in. Came back from his sabbatical, and after the sermon, he's going to share what he learned about tonight's teaching on sufferings. And we want to thank a lot of our ministers overseas. Brother Tommy, who's teaching out of Finland. Pastor Earl White, who's bringing the Word of God tremendously. At eight o'clock on Mondays. And Thursdays, you can go to www.livedeliverance.com and hit live stream, coming straight from Kingston, Jamaica, straight out of his house. And we have been getting a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of audience. I have a very heavy Jamaican audience, and I'll be going back to Jamaica in January. I'll be going back to Jamaica, which is I consider home, and I consider the United States as my second home. I know it sounds strange for people who are an American to say, how can an American uh, uproot himself? Well, the Lord has something to do with that, and he did it with uh, a lot of men of God. He did it with Derek Prince. He did it with Abraham, and I'm neither one of them. I'm the worst of all of them, and yet he did it with a man who can't spell. I am not educated in the sense of theological studies or training. I have been educated with the Holy Ghost. And I thank Pastor Wayne C. Thompson, Pastor John Durden, who ordained me out of the hospital as a hospital chaplain. And I learned most of my deliverance, most of the majority part of it at a hospital. You know, that's a lot of spirits in there. <laughs> what better place to learn it? And prior to that foundation, it came from Pastor Wayne Thompson, the Fellowship of Faith Church, who went on with the Lord. And uh, prayers go to the Thompson family. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, how God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Lord, your word says that if we sin, that you're there. That if we confess our fault, that you are just and able to forgive us for all unrighteousness, according to 1 John 1, 9. I thank you for this scripture that I had to live on and continue to live on as long as I'm a Christian. I confess my sins to you, Lord Jesus, now, and ask that you forgive me and I forgive myself. Lord, we thank you that you have forgiven us, and we thank you for your love and your mercy. We bind every demonic spirit that will come to try to Stop this teaching in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. We ask that the Holy Ghost send forth the revelation knowledge to me. Use my tongue as your oracle. And we come up against all demonic forces, first, second, third level. And I ask for Michael the Archangel, Aselius, my personal angel, Aphesius, my battling angel, to assist me. Yet Michael the Archangel, when contending about the body of Moses, does not bring in a written accusation, but said, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. In Jesus of Nazareth's name we pray. Amen. All right, I'm about to get into something that is not really too popular, uh, something that people like to sway away from. But the Bible tells us that if we are Christians that we must suffer. Now, you won't hear this at a prosperity church. You won't hear this at a Jehovah Witness. You won't hear this at a Baptist, a Catholic, Presbyterian, AME, Lutheran, First, Second, Third Baptist, Presbyterian, even non-denomination or 
what you may call Pentecostalism and, you know, it's the word, it's the Bible. And God has a lot to say about persecution. And if you don't have the word now to be persecuted and to go through a lot of stuff, you've got to be a, a, a strong walking Christian. This is not for babies in the Lord. God would want a baby to put a baby, a newborn baby in Christ who don't know the word, who just got saved. It's not for these people who just, if you just got saved and accepted the Lord, and, you know, and you just come into Christ, this is, listen to us. But there are people who have been walking with the Lord for a long time. They ain't suffered not once for God. But they have suffered for a lot for their sins, and they blame God. Suffering is a part of Christianity. And do I like it? No. Do I write the rules? No. <laughs> Mark 4.16 says, And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, and when they have heard the word, immediately received it with gladness and have no root in themselves, and so endure for a time afterward when afflictions, and here we go, persecutions arises for the word's sake. Persecutions arise for the word's sake. Not for you, not for you, but for the word's sake. So give me, I'll give you an example. If you are born again and saved, and you have a brother, and you got a brother, two brothers, and you're born again, he ain't. And he don't see what you see. I went through that. Persecution for the word's sake. I don't recognize Christmas. I don't recognize putting in a Christmas tree in my house. That violates Jeremiah 10. So I come under persecution with that. That's, that's what you call persecution because you stand on the word. A person may not like it call you names or whatever, that's being persecuted for the word's sake. And a lot of Christians are not really interested in this, but this brings promotion in the spirit realm, okay? And in your rank with God, Jesus is the captain of our salvation. Don't forget that. Also, we are also called to be soldiers in the army with Christ Jesus, 2 Timothy 2, 3, hardened soldiers. So, this is not for a babe. You know, this ain't for a person, you know, they just got saved. <laughs> no, no, this is for people who've been walking with the Lord. Well, I've been knowing people walking with the Lord 20-some years and still ain't changed. Let me say this. This is for a person who desires to hear God within their spirit and do everything in their power to change. Get deliverance, fast, pray. Pray in the Holy Spirit, come up against it. Do everything in their power uh, to change, and God will honor that. Now, the Bible tells us I'm trying to find the scripture. Here we go. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisy and envy and all evil speakings, as newborn babes, this is not for newborn babes. Newborn babes cannot be in a battle. Newborn babes cannot suffer. They don't know what they're suffering for. They haven't really nourished and matured themselves into battlehood. So if you're born again, you're a babe, and you can be a babe and been saved 30, 40 years, still a baby. E.W., Emmanuel Williams, the king of all donkles. God showed me in the spirit of him in a suit, but I saw baby diapers under the suit, just diapers. Had a suit on, but diapers up under. I said, Lord, what is this? That's how he is spiritually to me. So the spirit realm Ranking is different than the natural realm. And when we suffer, it gives us promotion in this military that God has called us to be in. And we will suffer for his sake because the world doesn't like him. And if the world don't like him, it's not going to like you. And you have to be willing to accept that. And a lot of Christians are not willing to accept that at all. This is not a popular uh, uh, 
teaching. I'm, I'm, I doubt if I get very few mem- uh, very few people, but because I'm international, uh, I get a substantial amount that if I was domestic, put it like that. And in First Peter two two says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. This is not for newborn babes. Okay. <laughs> and this is for mature Christians who are supposed to be standing on the word of God. Now, I'm not here to judge nobody. But the Bible regards sufferings as a normal part of the suffering comes from the fact that we live in a fallen world and this kind of suffering falls on Christians. The first followers of Jesus Christ consistently experienced sufferings for the sake of Jesus, even in Jerusalem. We're going to look at Acts chapter 8, verse 1. Then we're going to go to Galatians 3, 4, and then we're going to go to Philippians 1:29. This is a basic Bible study on suffering. I'm not here to try to impress people. I'm very simple. I came under simplicity through Pastor Wang and Derek Prince, and the simplicity of the gospel is easy for anybody to understand, and that's the purpose for this message, that we've got to suffer. And some of you have been deceived by watching ministers that's not of Jesus Christ, such as a prosperity minister, Creflo Dollar dancing on money. You know, look at this money. Look at this money. They can buy anything they want and still suffer, but still be in comfort as they suffer. We're not talking about that type of prosperity. This is a prosperity that brings everlasting life. This is a, a prosperity that is not recognized in the world. This is why the world, the Jesus said that the world will hate uh, you because it hated me. And you are partaking in the part of Christ's sufferings. In John chapter 15, verse 18, it says, If the world hates you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. So you are going to suffer because Christ is in you. Well, why I'm going through all of this? Now, sometimes you may be sowing what you're weeping in the flesh. We'll talk about that. But for suffering for righteousness' sake is defending the word of God, being persecuted by it. You haven't done anything wrong. You're standing on the word of God. You're still being persecuted. What Jesus says in John 15:18, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Ye were of the world, the world will love you and love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. So if the world hated Christ, it's going to hate you. Now, if you're in a church on a Sunday, some Methodist church, you ain't going to learn none of this. Gone. Goodbye. Baptist, bye-bye. A-M-E, bye-bye. Even some so-called tongue talking, the speaking tongue, that's it. Don't go no further. You have to search the scriptures for these things. I try to bring as what the Holy Spirit gives me for people to understand that there are so many things that's in the Bible that most people who go to church every Sunday throughout the rest of their life don't even know. And and one of these is what we're saying concerning sufferings. Let's look at the book of Acts, chapter 8, verse 1. Again, the Bible regards suffering as normal part of this suffering comes from the fact that we live in a fallen world and that this kind of suffering falls on all Christians. And we just showed you that Jesus said, if the world hate me, it's going to hate you. Now, in 1 John 4, 1, it says, greater than he that is in me than he that is in the world. So he's in you. And uh, the demons know he's in you. But when you get the power and the, 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 the boldness to suffer and to go through trials and to go through tribulations where you can stand on protecting the word of God. Jeremiah 48.10 says, a curse will come upon you if you don't defend the word of God. And I'm not going to let that happen. I have been persecuted because of my teachings. I've been judged. People have judged me. People thought I've been crazy. I have been disbanded from my own family members. That's right. I don't do no Christmas. Ain't nobody calling me telling me Merry Christmas. I'm agreeing to that. I'm not agreeing to that, including my brother, uncle, sister, mother. I don't care who it is. I'm not going to do it. So if I got to stand on that, then there's going to be repercussions. 
and I'm willing to go through that because Jesus says that we will have these type of encounters. Let's look at one of these encounters in the book of Acts chapter 8. Scripture by scripture tonight. Everything will be done by scriptures. Bible, Bible, Bible. Nothing but Bible, Bible, Bible. Not me, scripture. Amen. First scripture. Acts chapter 8, verse 1, the persecution of the church, and Saul was constraining unto his death. And at the time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered aboard throughout the regions of Judah and Samaria, except the apostles. And the devout man carried Stephen to his burial. They, were, they, they persecuted even in that time. Well, if Jesus was in them, he's in us. And the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why don't you don't want to understand suffering? One, you never had a diet about it. Two, nobody preached it to you. Three, it sounds strange because four, you've been listening to a Jesus that only deal with monetary values, what he can give you. I'm blessed and highly favored when you got credit. You're blessed and highly favored. You got a car and you're paying your car note and you you got your needs and about two, three thousand dollars in the bank and you 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 blessed and highly favored now, <laughs> man. Please, the Bible says you can't carry none of that with you. That's on earth. When we suffer for His sake, the Bible tells us we will get rewards for that. All right, let's go to Galatians three four. Galatians chapter three, and let's go to verse four. Have ye suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? Now, we're not suffering in vain. And Paul was correcting the, the, in Galatia concerning this issue, and even including telling people that Jesus became a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is he that hanging on a tree. And when he hung on that tree, he has released us from all demonic power when we come through his name. He has released us from the oppression of the devil. Even though we go through our problems on earth, his hand, his arms, and his love still embrace around us because he has chosen us out of, his, out of our mother's womb. And if he has did this, suffering really brings about a change of attitude toward worshiping God in denying yourself for the gospel of Christ. That's suffering. I'm going to defend the word of God. Now, I'm not liked, but I don't, Jesus wasn't liked. So that's okay with me. I have been through so much persecution uh, in the ministry of deliverance. You can, <laughs> I've even had people told me that I, this ain't even in the, ain't no ministry of this in the Bible. But it's okay because I'm standing on what? The word of God. All right. Uh, let's go to Philippians 1.29. Philippians chapter 1. And we're going to go to verse 29. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ. Now watch this. this now a lot of Christians believe in Jesus. They believe in the Son of God, but they don't believe on this. Now, the Bible says something very, very distinguished in this verse that I'm going to read. But it's the power, the power of Christ through this word, through the Holy Ghost, is so powerful. Philippians 1.29 says, For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but, that's a conjunction, also to suffer for his name's sake. And you know why you don't see this in the church? This don't make no money for pastors. Pastors that's economical, they won't teach this. Always be El Shaddai, the God that provided. It's going to always be something that everybody's going to come in common with and would agree with. There are Christians don't believe that we're supposed to suffer. But the Bible, not Emmett Overton, Romans chapter 129 says, For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his 
sake. Suffer for his sake. Suffer for his sake. Let's go to Acts 16.22. Paul here suffered tremendous things serving God. And when I looked at this suffering, I said, oh my God, Lord, there's no way (laughs) that I would ever complain to you about suffering because Apostle Paul went through is it beyond any human imagination? Let's go to Second Corinthians. We're talking about sufferings in the Bible. What the Bible says about it is in the Bible. This is not something that I'm making up. I'm giving you scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture. It is in the Bible. Let's go to Second Corinthians, the 11th chapter. This is in the Bible. I did not make it up. We just got through looking at the Bible says not only as we believe, but we must suffer. Let's don't forget that. You see, you 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 move that out your out your spirit. We, we can't move that out your spirit. We we want to tap on that again before we go. To, let, let's tap on that again. Suffer for His name's sake. So don't don't go away saying, "Well, He didn't teach me that," and then you go looking for some easy gospel. No, we're gonna hit that again. Let's go to Philippians 1, and let's go back to verse 29. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe, we all do that, on him. We all do that. But it adds something on that we don't hear no preacher say, but also to suffer for his sake. Now, if your heart is not really into Christ and in his word, you won't last. Because you've got to be firm in his word. You've you, you got to be seasoned, veteran, that has been through so many warfare that you're going to stand. And regardless of any cost, you are willing to pay the price for. And believe me, I've seen God deliver me so many times by me standing up to that. I'm not perfect, but I've never compromised the word, not even to my family members. But I say, you Catholic, your mama didn't raise you like that. (laughs) Did that make me go back to Catholic? I know the Bible. I'm out of that. I'm into the word that bears record in heaven, 1 John 5, 7. Let's look at something in 2 Corinthians 11, 22. 2 Corinthians 11.22. Boy, 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 boy. And I'm going to hit this in verse 20, 2 Corinthians 11.23. It says, Paul's apostolic sufferings. Now, how many times, be honest, be honest with me. <clears throat> I have a throat problem, get ginger. And boil ginger with water and just drink it. Clip your throat. Paul's apostolic suffering. Paul, apostolic suffering. Second Corinthians eleven twenty two. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelis? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they the ministers? I speak as a fool. I am more in labor, more abundant in stripes, that's being whipped, above measure in prison, more frequent. The man was in prison more often than we was. In death, oft, all the time, the spirit of death after him. Of the Jews, five times received 40 stripes, save one. That's 41 stripes, five times. That's a lot of beating. 
41 times 5. 41 times 5 equals 205 lashes that Paul was beaten on. And there I was beaten with rods. 11.25. There's I was beaten with rods. And you all complain about your cousin saying something to you. Ain't nobody laid a hand on you and you can't even go through it. I had a guy just call me. He said he canceled his deliverance. He's going through a lot. Don't want to suffer. Don't want to come to. See, when you do deliverance, you get to see who you are. God's just showing me when I carry people through deliverance now, we show a picture of them. The word of knowledge show all their sins. Everything in their heart. It's taken me and Gun Gangster about, we can do 80 to 90 people in 20 minutes. God helping me because I got a lot of people. But why is it that this message is not resonating to Christians? Christians have never been taught it. There was I beaten with rods once was I stoned. So he was stoned once, twice I suffered shipwreck, two times, not once, a night and a day, and I had been been in the deep, a night and a day in deep waters, in journeying, often in piers of water, in pearls of robbers. He was all around robbers. In pearls by my own countrymen. God have mercy. In pearls by the heathen. That's the unbeliever. Second Corinthians eleven twenty six. In pearls in the city. In pearls in the wilderness. In pearls in the sea. In pearls among false brethren. In weariness, painfulness. And do you still want to become apostles? Because this ain't no glory for ministry. And if you want to become an exorcist, you better get rid of pride. Because number one, don't bring that in this ministry. Don't bring no pride in this ministry. Don't bring no you, me, us, we. You better bring the Holy Ghost and your humbleness. But see, if you don't suffer, that means you ain't really gave up your own earthly desires. Because this type of suffering comes from being persecuted by the word. So if you're in the world, you you ain't going to be able to suffer. This is why a lot of people don't understand this type of uh, scenario that you have to go through to even become a stronger Christian. The trials of your faith being much more precious than of gold. We go through trials to strengthen us, and it strengthens us in God's faith, in your faith in him and his faith in you. The Lord know how he can, he know he can, the Lord know he can, I can defend his word. I've told the Lord that he's told me, I'm going to Israel. I know you will not compromise my word. I trust you. Do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? Then I'm going the next day, my car break down. Then he's still saying, you love me, and I'm still having problems with my car. I said, yes. And I pray in tongues. I pray in tongues because my flesh is trying to find a way how to get this done. And the Spirit said, keep your focus on me. Get rid of that mind. Get rid of that mind. Get rid of that mind. And pray in tongues and just pray in the Holy Spirit. Just pray in the Holy Spirit. Just pray in the Holy Spirit. Just press and press and press and press. Then you can be able to suffer because you know what to do. To keep it going, because it's only going to suffer until God gets rid of it. When God gets rid of it, it's over. It's just a trial. It's just like going through a different branch of boot camp. If any of you have been in the military, you may be able to understand me. Trials and tribulations is different stages of spiritual training that God's trying to put us through. But Paul says in weariness, in painfulness, in watching often, in hunger. Man was hungry. An apostle was hungry. I've been there. In thirst and fasting often, constantly fasting, being persecuted even as he fasts. Why? 
Paul says he's going to trust Jesus Christ. Paul had an encounter with him. You've had an encounter with him. You may not have had a supernatural encounter the way Paul did, but you had one. It's best to suffer for Christ than suffer for sin. Verse 28, besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, we care of all the churches. The Holy Spirit, through Paul's word, reveals the anguish and suffering of someone fully committed to Christ Jesus and his word and the cause for which Christ died for and the sufferings of the righteous. The Apostle Paul was in fellowship with God, feeling in symphony with the heart and patterns of the Holy Ghost. Here are 20 ways the Apostle Paul shared his sufferings before we close. One, much tribulation encountered in serving God. Now, if you're really real, when I teach, I can always come under attack, but I already know what to do. See, I got my house loaded with anointing oil all around the corners. I got salt up in here all around the corners. I speak the word. I got angels up in here. Now, uh-uh, I'm armored up because <laughs> I'm on the battlefield all the time. And I'm constantly teaching, constantly teaching, constantly teaching, constantly dealing with deliverance, dealing with demons. And they're going to try to penetrate. But I am not going to let them penetrate because greater than he is in me than he is in the world. God wants all of us to suffer for his sake so that we can inherit eternal life. There's a blessing with this. And it will come. God always rewards his soldiers for his obedience. Much tribulation encountered in serving God in Acts chapter 14, verse 22. Great distress at the overwhelming sin in his society during his time. Acts chapter 17, verse 16. Serving the Lord with many tears. 2 Corinthians 2, 4. Warning the church night and day with tears for three years because of the destruction brought about in the destruction or distortion of the gospel through teachers not faithful to biblical apostolic faith. Acts chapter 20, verse 31. And that's what we're going through now. Let's go to Acts chapter 20, verse 31. Acts chapter 20, verse 31. Therefore, watch and remember that by the spies of threescore years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. And now, brethren, I command you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. And I have covered no man's silence of gold of appeal. Yet ye yourself know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. I have shown you all things now that so laboring you ought to support the weak. And to remember the word of the Lord, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And as we suffer, we are given that as unto Christ. Now, if you're suffering with an attitude, blaming God, being mad at God, you're going to get removed from the mercies of the grace that God is allowing you. You are really participating in defending the kingdom of God when you suffer for righteousness sake. It's a powerful blessing. And my heart really hurts me that so many people don't see the significance of this. You know, it really, really hurts me. Uh, it's, a, a lot of, it's not a lot of teaching on this. Serving the Lord with many tears, Second Corinthians 2, 4. Warning the church night and day with tears for three years because of destruction brought about desperation of the gospel through false teachers, Acts twenty thirty one. A grief in departing from the beloved believers, it hurted him. Acts chapter 20, 
verse 17 through 38, and his broken heart at their sorrow, Acts chapter 21, verse 13, great heaviness and continued sorrow, I, uh, continued sorrow of heart because of the refusal of his brethren to accept the gospel of Christ, Romans 9, 2 and 3, Romans 10, 1. Apostle Paul had many trials and troubles that came to him in his work for Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 11 through 13. He had grief over sin tolerated in the church. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, 1 and 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 8 through 10. Much affliction and anguish of heart as he wrote those things was forsaken Christ and the gospel, 2 Corinthians 2, 4. His groaning with the desires to be with Christ and free from sin and concern of this world, Philippians 1, 23. His being troubled on every side because of his commitment to the church, moral and doctrinal purity. His daily care of the church his inner burning for Christ that led him through obedience, his having to declare eternal condemnation for those who preach any other gospel rather than that of the Holy Ghost, and experiencing travail and birth from those fallen angels from grace, from the revelation that God gave him, the Apostle Paul suffered many things for Christ's sake. So should we. But we haven't been taught it. Go to First Peter chapter one. And I got another one. Hang on, let me get it. Okay. Let's go to first Peter chapter one verse three says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercies have begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that faded not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye in heaven is through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. When we suffer, we are going to receive a blessing from that. I know from the natural mind, it doesn't sound right. Suffer. You know, the theology that you have been taught has been wrong because the Bible speaks of a lot of things concerning suffering. And I may have to do a two-part series of this. I'm not going to rush this. I can do four, five, six series on this because I have a lot of information. And I promise you that I will pick back up, if it's necessary, uh, uh, Tuesday for this. Please turn to First Peter. It says, Sufferings for Doing Good, First Peter. Chapter 1, verse 13. These subjects you are not going to find profoundly in churches every day. It, don't, it ain't going to work. Ain't nobody want to hear this. And this is when the church, God is moving people from these buildings. He's really calling his own and raising them. Thank God for Derek Prince Ministries on the Internet worldwide, man. Man, when I started with Dare Prince 04, he's still running 2023. And it's a blessing because there's really nothing out here for people to learn. And if you get this message, go over these scriptures. Pull up sufferings in the Bible and Google. Go deeper. It's in the Bible. And if it's in the Bible, God wants us to do it. Okay, first, 
uh, Peter chapter 3.13. And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? But, and if you suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of the terror, neither be troubled. So if you're suffering for righteousness' sake, you should be happy. Can God put upon you to suffer? Have you been through enough trials to suffer for Christ? Can you use your testimonies of what the Lord did for you to sustain you when things are going real bad? Would you stand on God's word? Would you stand? The choice is yours. It's worth it. I'm going to show you something before I close. When I saw this scripture, I done read Book of Mark thousands of times. <clears throat> this thing shot out in front of my face. And I read it over and over. And I never saw it. Let's close with this. There's a reward for any sacrifice. And when we suffer, we suffer for Christ. We're not suffering for ourselves. Now, you can suffer in the flesh. That's different from suffering for righteous sake and for the word. We're going to talk about that in the next episode because we need more time for this. I don't want to throw a lot down. I have learned I got so many new believers worldwide, everywhere. The Lord told me, baby, 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 baby. I mean, every eight months, there's a new people coming in. Every eight months, I got to rotate, train these people, you know, get them up to par for deliverance and know, stand on the word, not look at me. And they do it. And I thank the Holy Spirit for that. But when we suffer, there is a pair of price and a reward for any sacrifice. Let's look at this reward, see. This type of blessing comes in the afterlife. Let's look at Mark chapter 10, verse 28. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that have left house or brethren or sister, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospel. And Jesus said unto you, very, very, I say, there is no man that have left house. Not one man have done that. Could you leave house today? Not denying your family. I'm not saying that. If you're born again and saved, you have to come out from a lot of things. And you're going to have to allow God to chasten you and train you. I ain't say cut your children, your family, and mother off. You'll find out when you keep walking with the Lord. You'll see. The Lord will show you. And then you'll see that you're different than other people. And because of that, you're marked by devil. And he's going to do what he got to do, but you got to do what you got to do. Because greater than he is in me than he's in the world. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, house and brethren and sister and mother and children and lands with precious persecution and land with P-E-R-S-E-C-U-T-I-O-N, persecutions and in the world to come, watch what we get eternal life when we suffer. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word. We thank you for Mark 1030, that he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, house and brother and sister and mother and children and land with persecution in the world to come, eternal life. We thank you for your word. And, Father, I pray that those who have heard this sermon will let it soak in their spirit and allow you to fellowship with them in this matter. And, Father, I thank you for the revelation knowledge that you have bestowed upon live deliverance in that radio. 
You get the glory, not me. I can be replaced. You get the glory. You get the honor. You are the Lord. You are the teacher. I'm just an errand boy that can be replaced. But you could never be replaced. I pray that this sermon has been a blessing to people, that they're awakening them to a new form of Christianity, where they can be in the fight for you and to stand so that see people can see that Jesus is real. Amen. If you'd like to sow a seed, please sow a seed to www.livedeliverance.com. Go to your PayPal on our PayPal site on the lower left-hand corner and sow a seed. We want to thank all those who have supported us. Our regular supporters have been very blessed. God bless Brother Sammy Osley, man. God, he's been blessing this ministry. Brother uh, T. Rowe, uh, oh, man, Pastor Earl, Sister Durden, Evangelist Janice Taylor, Snuggle, Sister Sheila Newborn, uh, Brother Thomas, Mother. I mean, I thank the Lord for these people. And please sow a seed to help us. We, we, we are in need of finances, but I don't have to beg that. I have a God. I just teach and believe. I'm not the one that has to get emotional with this. I know he's going to look after me. Yes, I suffer a lot. And so should you. I hope this is included in your spirit. I hope you learned something. Again, go to www.livedeliverance.com on the lower left-hand corner. And sow a seed to keep us on the air. We're going to come with part two Tuesday. Shalom and God bless. We're about to get ready to start the conversation with Chaplain John Durden. Hang on, please. We're switching everything up. All right, uh, Chaplain Durden, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. <clears throat> we have W.E.D. Nilbor, Dr. Kilson, Dr. Walker, Butler, Monroe, Beaverton, Heaton, Hilton, Highwater, Liverpool, Livingston, Jackson, Monroe, Higginbottom, Dr. Turnipseed, Dr. A.G. Montgomery III says good evening and education. Good evening, gentlemen. I have three math degrees, one in human resources, which means personnel administration, where I hired federal employees for federal government for uh, 30 years. And then the Lord called me into the ministry after I uh, retired, and I went to school, and I got two math here, one in counseling, another one in in theology, and as a result of those two, I served as a chaplain for 20 years. 30 years as a federal employee hiring people for federal jobs, and 20 years as a chaplain at one of the major hospitals here in Atlanta. Okay, Chef Durden, you got the mic. Well, I just want to say I really enjoy, enjoy the, the teaching tonight with the Holy Spirit giving to you, and I hope... A lot of people still uh, probably have forgotten that uh, the, the teaching that you provide in your sessions uh, when available comes from the Holy Spirit. They don't realize that you merely is, is just, just, just being led by the Spirit of God, what you're saying. I've been through, you know, many, 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 many umpteen years, and it just surprised me how the Lord works and the Holy Spirit. I have never, never in all those years seen you sit down here and write a sermon out or a teaching session out or anything else. Many times you come to me and look at me, tell me, Brother John, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. I don't even know what I'm going to say. And so, oh, be quiet, brother. You know the Lord's going to come to you. And every time, just like tonight, uh, when he told me um, to listen in the session tonight, you know, and I say, uh-oh, here we go again. And sure enough, the Lord led us through that whole session. I enjoy talking about suffering from, for the Lord of God. There's just one thing I'd like to say, what I, what I learned and, and what I, I never picked up on, um, I just, just just want to share one minute, is when you were teaching and sharing what the Holy Spirit was giving you, I said, my God, I said, you know what? What are you saying? Is, Man, we suffer with the Lord, that, that when we suffer with the Lord, it reminds us what? That a victorious life in the Spirit is no easy path, as you were saying. And I know Jesus, what? Jesus suffered, and we who follow him, what? Got to also follow as well. And another thing I picked up, that this suffering is considered with with him, in conjoint with him. Remember now, suffering, we all know it ain't no easy path. And Jesus suffered, and we who know him and follow him will suffer also. And uh, this, by, and, I, and I just said to myself, 
all suffering of this present age, sickness and pain that we experience in poverty and trouble of any kind must be considered insignificant. And when it's compared with the blessing, privileges, then it is significant. And the glory that will be given to the faith believer in the age to come. In other words, we're going to be doing, like he said, we suffered for those who are in Christ will suffer, okay? Those who are with Christ will suffer. And I love him, and, and I love the um, teaching that the Holy Spirit gave you tonight, brother. And we all must suffer. It's part of the game. It's part of the game. Are you there? Can you hear me? I just heard you just now when you said, can you hear me? But I didn't hear anything you said before Dr. that. Dr. Butler says he needs to deal with you on private line, Dr. Leroy Butler. Dr. Leroy Hawkins says he needs to talk to you off air. Dr. Leroy Hilton was going to ask him, why off, why off air? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, right, go ahead. Okay. Hello. Yes, he, he's there. He says he's there. Hello. He's there, he's there. Go ahead. What you got to well, say? He said he want to talk to me. What do you want to talk to me about? No, no, no. He said he want to call you after get off the radio live broadcast to deal with you. Oh. So what? Um, you got me hooked up with him or something like that? What? Yeah, you talk to him. He said we'll see him. Tell him we'll see him after this after broadcast over. Okay. What now? When when do I talk to him? Now? No, when I get off air, well, I'm gonna call you. Oh, okay. When you okay when you get off air, okay, that might be what an hour or two later. As soon as I hang up. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out when you can hang up because I don't want to jump up and get into something. Then I have to. No, the, the Bible says to finna get over. I'm gonna end the Bible study and call you right back because I got 530 slide people. Raw talk chat text. Want to talk to you? Oh, okay, okay. You, I'm, you mean right. hang up and keep it open? Hang up. No, I gotta hang up. Everybody. We're going to go back in the blog talk chat tech for Chaplain John Durden. In five minutes, we're going to get back started. And God bless everybody. Brother John, I'll call you back. It's been a blessing for everybody to learn something tonight. Shalom. Shalom.